bro. I got five fucking pages. We didn't get a rose, but we That's right. We didn't get a rose, but we're still here. I'm your host, Mike Carroza. With me, as always, is my co-host. It's your boy, Chris Mejia. And this week, shout out to everybody who's keeping up with us with our sporadic release schedule and uh, mostly uh, silly timeline. Uh, We appreciate you keeping up with the sweet boys because thank you, thank you, thank you. But um, sometimes we do a movie that I wish we'd just taken the week off for. And I'll tell you what. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into it, I just want to do a special shout out. Special shout out. out. Listener of the pod. Uh Uh, I'm I'm not going to put your name on blast. I'm going to just say first name. Uh, I'll just do Jay because I don't even know if they want their first name out there like that. Jay? I'll say, I'll say, I'll say first name. I feel like a first name is safe. But shout Mm -hmm. out to Jane. You know who you are, Jane. Yeah, uh, Jane, shout out. Sent us a very, very sweet message on Instagram, mm-hmm. basically letting us know that they uh, that they love the pod, been listening since it started, and have loved the shift into rom-coms. Uh, also wanted to highlight that the Bachelor News segment is the favorite bit on the show. That's Bro. right. Mike's Bro. a hater. But... Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to shout you out and say thank you so much for the very kind yeah. message that brightened both of our days. That was really sweet Thanks, to Jane. read. And it was. to all of you who listen to this pod, whether this is your first time listening or this is your millionth time listening, uh, which we is appreciate wild. you so much, which is wild because we don't have a million episodes. So you really and, put in a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but just want to say appreciate you and thank you so much. And thank you for all those who write reviews on Apple podcast we appreciate that to anyone who hits the subscribe and follow button on spotify we appreciate that as well all of this to say we love you and thank you very much now thank you thank you thank you we love you love you love you back to a movie that hold up wait before we even do that is the apex of american cinema (laughs) don't give him that shit okay you might notice there's no guest on today's episode we decided to do this because we were like, it's been a while. We haven't booked a guest for a little bit, but we also haven't had a chance to really just get into something and have fun on our own mm-hmm. in a while. So we thought, let's do let's do ourselves the service of having a solo app, just the boys. And the choices were when Harry met Sally and then a movie we decided to pick instead of it. Now, when Harry met Sally, Bonafide bonafide rom-com staple a genuine accomplishment of cinema uh beautiful storytelling we'll get to it soon i promise that and here's the thing listeners just you know i've been telling mike to get his raggedy ass to watch when harry met you're gonna be raggedy until you finally watch this movie when harry met sally won't be raggedy for long when i when i started my rom-com journey it was the first movie i watched i know i remember seeing that story and I was ready to hate it because I was like, only I've only Why seen would you white people. I've only seen white people talk about this movie. I'm skeptical. I bet this shit's gonna suck. I was ready mm. to hate on it, and then I watched Chris hates it. white people. Exactly. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> Let it be known. Christopher Mejia, known hater of white people. 
Shout out. Shout out to all non-white people, uh, Italians included. Thank you so, so much. Uh, <laughs> you're not even but, laughing at that. All right. Well, no, I was just going to say, uh, but tr- I watched it truly not only the best rom-com I have seen to date, but mm. also probably on the list of best movies I've ever seen because it's just it holds up so goddamn well for a movie Bro, I felt, in like the 80s, I think. I felt the same way about uh, Forrest Gump. I finally watched that. and you've, you've never seen Forrest Gump? I'd never seen Forrest Gump. And I watched it. Andrina was like, look, you haven't seen it. You got to watch it. Why don't you just watch it tonight? And I was like, Ugh, it's so long, though. Yeah, it is a long ass movie. And then she was like, well, look, you said we're not doing anything. It's like day after Christmas. We got nothing going on. Like, how about we watch it? And when I tell you, I cried like a baby so many times. I was it's a good movie. It's so good. It's so good. And 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 I hope that when Harry met Sally rouses similar feelings in me. Because I know that it's going to be a good movie. Now, the movie we picked instead was 27 Dresses, which a movie that people still ride for somehow. It's a movie that people are like, you guys are going to do 27 Dresses? It's come up. We do a rom-com podcast. People like rom-coms. You seen 20, you guys done, of course you've done 27 Dresses. Who are these people? I can't even remember who's telling me this. And, And now I'm mad at them. It's definitely yeah. one of those movies that if someone tells you this is one of my favorite movies, you should instantly leave them on red. Hey, Chris, tell me it's your favorite movie. Uh, yo, Mike, first off, good yeah. to see you. Nice uh, to see you. I love you very much. I respect I love you. you. I love you, too. Unendingly. I, I love you unconditionally. Nothing could change that. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, the support you've given me over the years has truly like, to be honest, I don't know if I'd still be around if it wasn't. God bless, buddy. And you just, and, and the world's a better place with you in it. Well, what do you have to tell me? I just I, I need to reveal to you. I watched a movie recently that like, you know, I've been going through a lot lately. So yeah, you've because been, of it. I, yeah, I've been, been trying to turn to, to art, to art, to really uh-huh. cheer up my spirit to cinema uh-huh. and to, to pure cinema. And, you know, uh-huh. me, I'm a I'm a I'm a cinema head. I got a letter file. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a cinephile. I'm a cinephile. Uh-huh. I be filing the fuck out of this cinema. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying. I I made a letterbox even account. Uh huh. Um, Mentioned that already. Just like there's repeating. In fact, I'm such a cinephile that to me, a twenty four is basic. Like I, Yo, like okay, I, okay. Like that's like, oh, okay, cool. You've seen. Now a, you've a, qualified your taste enough, Chris. I, what yeah. what movie have you recently uh, seen? I recently I am the, on the edge of my seat. My teeth are chattering with anticipation. I've seen, I saw a movie recently that honestly, like I was thinking about ending it all, and then I watched this movie, and I thought, I I have never had so much will to live in my entire life. So two and, things that kept you in this earth: me once, and then this movie. I don't know yes, how many. Like times. obviously, you gave me a lot, but sure, like this sure. solidified it. Like, uh-huh. like this was like you were like the support. This beams, is a long way for this the, bit. This is the concrete, and I watched a little movie that I'm a little offended was robbed in the award season. Uh, uh-huh. It's called. It's a picture. A picture it's called. A, yeah, because that's what real film buffs call. Right, movies. they call it a picture. They call that's it right. a picture. Um. Mm-hmm. It stars Katherine Heigl and James Oh, you know Marston. it's going to be good. Uh, 27 Dresses. Uh, hey, Chris. Yeah. 
You got 10 seconds. Honestly, if you truly <laughs> unapologetic, and, and I don't mean like you love it. You did that for two and that- a half minutes. You know that, right? You know that our, at some point, there's enough of the listeners that are going to be confused. You realize that we took that bit way too long. You're the one that has to get to a show later. It's a mic. It'll be fine. Um uh- <laughs> I truly this movie is not good like I understand it's one thing if you like this movie but you're uh, aware it's terrible and you like it for its terribleness what is there to like as a terrible movie though? but see that's what I was going to say like I, I don't even enjoy this like for there's bad movie. movies that are still enjoyable and this yes, is not, not it. that no ma'am no, ma'am. Excuse me. Catherine Heigl. Yo, okay. So we picked 27 dresses starring Catherine Heigl and James Marsden and Malin Ackerman is in there. And and the um those are the, the people I recognize from this movie. There's the guy who plays George, who is a guy, and then um uh oh Pam Greer, right? That's her name. Pam That's Greer. Right. She was great. Um Here's okay. Here's how you know this movie is ass. Okay, let me hit you with this. Okay, the IMDb trivia section has people like hate, like oh, it's not Pam Greer. Pam Greer is Jackie Brown. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Okay, now we're talking. Judy Greer is great. Um. Shout out to Judy Greer, a shining light in this godforsaken movie. Um, but uh, so let's just say, so check this out, right? 27 Dresses, IMDb trivia section. You think maybe there's going to be some interesting stuff in here because the rest of the movie does not live up to anything. And, you know, maybe there's some behind the scenes stories that are funny and cool. Like, you know, oh, they the, maybe the dresses have like an interesting story. And the costume designer was like, they, she had no food on the table and this this movie saved her by being such a big commission like stuff like that but you know the fucking movie's trash when so many so many of the comments of the of the trivia entries are just thumbs down the when the ratio of thumbs down to thumbs up is so high you're like what movie is this why is this possible do you know how many imdb trivia facts about this movie are just blanks debut like one actor two actors like oh okay page mclean mid page mclean's debut how many of those do you think are in the trivia there's five there's five out of like maybe a concert like 15 pieces of trivia 33 percent of this page's trivia page it's just like Blank's debut, and you know that's a child actor, and you know it's the like the mom, stage mom in it up. And then one of them is Tess calls her and Jane's childhood dog Tori. 
Peyton List, who plays the younger version of Jane, would famously play a character named Tori in Cobra Kai. Trivia grasping at fucking straws. This movie has nothing going on. I'm so mad at this. Chris, your camera's so out of focus. I can't concentrate. Oh, oh shit. I didn't even realize that. I was too busy also looking at the terrible. The trivia? The non-existent information that, that we want? There we go. Okay. I don't know why Zoom. Zoom's the only thing that does that. But honest, so first and foremost, this movie yes. stars Catherine Heigl. Who yes, answers as the Jane. Who answers the question, what if a Kate Hudson movie was worse? That's Catherine Heigl's filmography. And you know, but here's the thing. That's not even saying all that much because Kate Hudson movies can be fun. We we covered how to lose a guy in ten days. Like, Kate actually, Hudson, yeah, that's, a, that's a very good point. Kate Hudson was in the new Knives Out. She was in Almost Famous. She was in. Okay, well now you know I don't. I feel bad about it because I don't Kate know Hudson what else was she was in, in. Knives Out. She was in the new one, The Glass Onion. Oh. She was in Glass Onion. She was Almost Famous. She was How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Kung Fu Panda um, Three. What? She was in Kung Fu Panda Three. Oh, okay. All right. Fool's Gold, the other Matthew McConaughey movie she did. Man, Deep you know Water what? Horizon. I'm realizing I don't know much about her. Um, Marshall, the movie about Thurgood Marshall with Chadwick Boseman. Okay, so you're just making up movies now because this is not, not, no, okay. no, this is legit in her filmography. I was going to say Bride Moors because that was the next one that came to mind, but I heard that shit was awful, so I didn't want to bring it up now. Ooh. Either way, you know. Kay Hudson and um Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, okay. yeah. Okay, so point is, Catherine High. So, okay, this movie isn't like a Kate Hudson movie if it were bad. Like, there's no, the, no, 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 no. This movie is, I need to calm down. This this movie was so hard to watch because, first of all, I thought I was going to be fun. I thought it was going to be like a movie that, oh, let's sit down and watch it. My girlfriend and I, we were sitting down. We're like, let's watch this movie. There's going to be something fun about it. We're watching it for the podcast. She's like, okay. And then we sit down. We watch. We start watching it. And we're like, uh, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand this girl's life. And then I realized that I wasn't taking notes. So we had to watch the beginning again. And I thought that would clear up some questions I had. It did not. It did not. And then when I realized that that didn't help, you know what I did? I got high thinking that I would be giggly and fun. And let me tell you something. The only thing that happened was that my handwriting reflects my rage because sometimes half the page is just one sentence in big letters. And that's how I got five pages of notes. Okay. So it's so funny because I first and foremost for watching this movie, my girl was like, yo, what's the next movie y'all are going to watch for the pod? And I was like, 27 Dresses. And she's like, ooh, when when are you going to watch it? And I thought, because she likes to watch the movies with me. I'm like, oh, uh -huh. we're gonna, I'm going to watch it on this day. You want to watch it with me? And she's like, hell no. I hate that. That movie is so bad. I wanted to know when you're watching it so I can make sure I'm not here when you watch it. And I was like, you know that what? seems harsh, but okay. And then mm -hmm. when I put it on, I'm like, yo, let me get high and enjoy this movie. And I got high and. In Washington state where it is legal, where it is legal. One uh, of the first places to be legal in the States. 
You know something is bad when when you are zooted out of your mind zooted and you're like, kabooted. I'm having a, a terrible time. Watching. I am so fun when I'm baked. I am so giggly. I'm making I get hella so jokes. goddamn giggly. And this movie I get, did not make me giggle. It did not make me giggle whatsoever. You know what was funny? The ending. Literally the final thing. And we'll talk about it because it's literally my one rose for the episode. Oh, it's literally mine too. Yeah, okay, so good. So here's the thing. What do we got? 27 dresses about Jane. We Jane is Catherine Heigl, but before we even get to Catherine Heigl, we get a fucking we start with a fucking flashback to a child at a wedding being like a little bridesmaid, like walking around putting out little fires. Well, I'm going to help my little sister go pee. I'm going to help with the, oh the dress is ripped i've got a bow that you can use and now i'm i'm the perfect little bridesmaid he he ha ha mm-hmm. and it's like how many okay i get being rewarded for being helpful that's nice you want to this is like people pleaser one-on-one right yeah and then we cut to her current day and she's wearing a wedding dress trying it on for her friend and her friend's like this is the dress oh my god so you know looks great and then cut to her that night going to two weddings at the where she's a bridesmaid in both of them and she has to like take a cab to and from one wedding to the other mm-hmm. and she pays the cab she says how do you want to make $340 tonight but a flat rate but if you peek behind here or look in the rear view i'm going to deduct and he's like, okay, I'll take that deal. And then it's just her changing in the back seat. And he keeps looking to the point where he gets $160 or whatever. Like she gives him so much less than $340. And that yeah, was like he, a whole night's work. He barely made any money, which says that apparently he just, with that much money on the line, was like, I'd rather see a titty. Yeah, and and it's 2008. It's not like the internet isn't everywhere. The iPhone is is coming out. <laughs> also, like, there's no like, that's that's like probably a night worth of like tips or whatever in like cab money. So like, you're gonna blow all of that way just to see, just to, a see, pe- just to yeah. see a, a, a maybe a titty. And even then, what's that doing for you? What are you doing? You see, oh, buddy, you're seeing somebody changing. Like, it's like she's it's, paying you to not look, which means your chances of fucking is on Pluto. And it's oh God. Anyway, point is pervy cabbie. Also, how gets, the fuck is she escaping from one wedding to another and, no and nobody one knows notices. where she's at? And she's the bridesmaid. She's supposed to be within reach the whole time. I understand time. if you're a guest. I understand yeah, that. As a guest, for sure. Yeah, but she's the course. problem-solving bridesmaid. She has established herself as the person who gets shit done She's a by key role friends. player. She's a not key like, role player. And she couldn't like, say oh, no I'm to one of these. fresh off the bench only if Anthony Davis gets injured. Like She is Anthony Davis. A reference we all get. <laughs> A reference that is hitting with every single one of our demographics. Full stop, period. No notes. Anthony Davis. In yes, I know how, exactly what that how means. How important she is to the wedding party. She is the Justin Timberlake in that group. Okay. Much she, better. She... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, that would make her the lead, which is the bride, right? So she, isn't she yeah, more like I, the JC Shazay? 
I, I, yeah, or I was she, to think of she and, might be the Joey Fatone because she's keeping things together. Joey was the glue of that group, baby. Joey was the fun one, making everybody smile. Come on now, you can't tell me that wasn't real. It's spelled oh, shout out one. to uh shout out to Liz uh L- Lisa Liz Le- Lisa Traeger. Le- Lisa Traeger, she did the West City Comedy Festival this past weekend in Seattle and her set fucking murdered. So murdered. goddamn funny. Went like was only supposed to do like I think 50 and did like an hour and a half and when I tell Fuck you yeah. did an hour and a half straight and not a single dip in that set Beauty. like just truly it was frustrating how like watching that being like how dare you be that funny like i wish in the sense of like i wish i was that funny not bro you 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 might you might notice how my face is completely expressionless and that's just to tell you that i'm not surprised i'm not surprised one bit but i've seen lisa traeger live and lisa fucking kills if you are in a city where lisa traeger is coming to you you have to buy a ticket. Yeah. Otherwise, you've just proven the fact that you don't care about laughter and good times. That's just a fact now. That's something that is part of your personality. Uh, but I bring it up to say, speaking of boy bands, beloved boy bands, she has a joke about how uh, one of the members in the Backstreet Boys, apparently rapist. So, uh, oh, great. Which one was it? Kevin? I want to say it's Kevin. Uh, it looks like it was Nick Carter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not surprising so much anymore because it could have been anybody and I would have said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well. Great. Everybody fucking sucks except for Lisa Traeger on stage. Get your tickets now. Shout out the uh, follower on Instagram. I think at Glitter Cheese, something like that. It's Um, Glitter Cheese. Yeah. Um, uh, But anyway, back uh, to this shithole of a movie. Yo, Uh, okay. But let me ask you something really quickly. When she's going back and forward from from to and from these weddings, okay, did you think that she was a friend of the bridal party, or d- did you think that she was part of the bridal party because like earnestly like a friend, or did you get the impression that this was her job? Because I I I'm I'm not do I'm not even doing a bit. I know you're in not doing all a bit. honesty, full on all sincerity. Yes took me 30 minutes into this movie to realize she was not a wedding planner yeah and even 30 minutes into the movie we do get a moment where she's talking to her boss and she's like clearly his assistant uh and like they talk about her job being an assistant and even then i was like okay so he works in weddings too like i on and look i know we both said that we watched this high but like go fuck yourself i don't think you would have gotten that either like, if you've seen this movie, you also don't understand it. Hey, check this shit out. Nobody fucking knows what this movie is. It, it, uh, do they uh, ever say what her work is? Yeah, she's the assistant to the guy she's in love with, the George guy. No, but like, likes, what's their industry? Their industry is some sort of like eco friendly, like technology development thing. Like, he, he like climbed a ma- an impressive mountain got funding for a thing and he's like a uh, an environmentalist guy that's why the vegan or vegetarian thing was such a a sticking point for for him later um man i'm impressed with having retained any information now um so who is 
we get introduced to James Marsden at one of these weddings who spots her going, coming and going from the wedding he's at. And um, turns out he's like a guy who writes the wedding reviews. His job wasn't clear to me either because I thought here's the thing that happens, right? Back in the day, and I think it's insane that people really ever did this, but like I guess it makes sense when there's no social media. Back in the day, you'd call the newspaper to announce an engagement. You know what I mean? You call them up, be like, hey, this guy's getting engaged. Let me take out that in the in the commitments uh, uh, section. Talk, talk about how proud we are of them. And you write them up and that's it. Right. You think that that's that's what happens. People get that. They you know, they, they send gifts or they call and congratulate or whatever. It's no social media. And that's how you get the word out. But this guy is like going to the weddings and like writing them up after or like because he's like she's quoting stuff to him later from things he's written about their ceremony or some shit. And you're supposed to be like, wow, it's beautiful that this guy who hates weddings is so full of like beautiful prose and it's lovely. But I'm just stuck on. Wait, hold on a second. Is he like reviewing the wedding? Yeah, like I'm sorry. It, I, I understand this was 2008, and 2008 was a different time. But yeah. you mean to tell me in 2008, New York City, New York City, had, baby, had space in their newspaper to talk about some random people's weddings? They got money for it, though. That's people putting money into it. That's what they I think. called it. The commitment sections. But yeah. Like, so you mean to tell me newspapers? <clears throat> used to have a section all about no i feel like announcing i i think that even like even today i wouldn't be surprised if on like a website there was like announcements of engagement like that's something that i've seen before that's something that kind of makes sense at least but like being like yeah they got married and the, the ceremony was this and uh their love will shine eternal within the sparklingness of the kind good and then Catherine Heigl is going through the newspaper, clipping out those reviews, being like, "Ah, oh, his writing is so dreamy. And he's using a pseudonym so she doesn't know it's him when she meets him. Because get this, the first night they meet, they take a cab back to her place because she hit her head, like falling over or something. He's trying to get her home safe. And she, she's talking about how much she loves weddings. And he's like, I don't know how you... Why you would go back and forth to two weddings? It's like, why would you do that? He's, she's like, well, I'm a really good friend and I love weddings and I want to be there for it. And he's like, wow, weddings are so bad. Boo, boo, boo. Hate weddings. And then they get into a like honest to God, like. Like yelling match over it. And you're just like, what the. Why are people so passionate about weddings to this extent? Yeah, she argued with him like as if he was talking to a religious nut. Yeah. And he was like, Jesus ain't real. And mm. like she reacted the way conservatives are react to literally anything little Nas X is doing. Yeah. Like it was just this level of anger of like it's not even that she like he was arguing. He wasn't saying love is bad. He wasn't no. saying being committed is bad. He was He's arguing weddings. He was like, let's be real, saying very reasonable criticisms about the wedding industry complex. Yeah. And the industry of weddings and like they overcharge because they know they can and all of that. Yeah. shit. And it's like this whole time I'm watching I'm like, yo, this man's spitting. 
Like he's saying some good shit right here. And I don't understand why. And like he even clocks her later in the movie. He's just like, I don't think you want to get married. I think you, I mean, I don't even think you want. Yeah, you you don't want to get married. You just want to. You, wanna, you don't want a marriage. You just want a wedding. Yeah, that's what it was. And it was it's the like, party. All, yeah. All, like, girl, I don't like. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love weddings. I love going to weddings. I love. Sure. I love any excuse to get drunk off of white wine and do the electric slide in a suit. I love any time I get to do that. But yeah. at this, but do I love weddings so much that I'm going to get in a shouting match no. with a stranger over one? No. God, no. Of course not. You know why? Because I also agree with these people. Hey, excuse me. Weddings are fun, and but they're also such a chore. I'm sorry to the couple of family members I have listening to this that I don't know are listening to this until I see you at the next funeral and you're like, hey, I listened to your podcast or whatever. But like, chances are, I don't know your fucking name. We're Italian. You think I have the space for your like, I know that there's like 90 Brunos in my family. I don't know which Bruno you are. And we have to call you Bruno of Uncle Fred or Bruno of Uncle this fucking chill about it. I'm the you know who I am because I'm the most out there. OK, not the guys. I'm the most famous person in my family. What kind of psychotic bullshit did I just step into? My point is weddings are not just like we're dancing. We're getting like having a time like weddings are still like you're bumping into people. You're going to have the same conversations. They're going to ask you about your life and bring up stuff that you haven't done or thought about in over a decade. Weddings can suck my fat ass. All right. I don't I, I look weddings can be such a good time. I'm I can't wait for one that's happening in June. Shout out to James. I don't know if you're listening. James and Rachel shout out. I shout if out. you're listening, but you know, I'm, I'm excited and I can't wait to be there for you. But like it, it there's there's something beautiful about a wedding, but also like it's so much work being at a wedding. And so this Jane, Catherine Heigl is out here being like busting her ass to be at two weddings at once and is so supportive that as the 27 dresses implies like she's the bridesmaid at 27 weddings in her lifetime, which is like a lot, a lot of being a bridesmaid. And then also the whole idea is that she's like, I'm going to be such a good friend to them because I know that when it's my special day, they're going to do the same for me. It's like. No, bitch, they're not gonna do that. How That's many? Also, so sad. Of like, so you mean to tell me you don't have enough regular Real friends? Fr yeah, okay, here's the other thing that fucking bothers me, bro. This is fucking pissing me off. When we were when we were watching it, the last bit of the movie, the last bit of the movie, it fucking pissed me off. Being part of a bridal party, all right, is usually closest friends. All right, you got closest friends and important keep family. Okay. These are people that you see regularly. Okay. Mm -hmm. The way Catherine Heigl Jane is positioning herself in these bridal parties to be such a vital part of him. Okay. Means that she is known to be that friend who is around and a, is a fixer. Okay. You're telling me, you are telling me that she is close enough to 27 people to be a bridesmaid in all of those weddings for real, not just a guest, but 27 bridesmaids dresses. You're telling me that she has the time to be such a good friend to 27 people in an era where texting is just being invented. 
You're telling me that she has time in New York City as an assistant to some guy to be the best at this? Fuck off. Fuck this. I know rom a very good point. I that's actually fucking bananas. I didn't even think of it. That's in that's clinically insane. 20 like not just oh I was invited to 26 like you were in the wedding party. Most yes. people will maybe be in a wedding party two or three times in their life. Maybe. Maybe. And she was 27 people in a matter of like 27. Like a year? No, not a year. That that seems out of control. But like definitely within her like 20s to 30s. Yeah. You know? Like okay, so here's the thing. That First of all, great point I just made. Love that for me. But like, I I just, so here's what I thought was happening. Mind you, yes, I was stoned, but this is what I thought was happening. You, you know, know how, I would argue this movie's hard to follow even if you're sober. Oh, yeah. I wasn't stoned the first time I tried watching it and I still didn't fucking understand a lot of what was happening. Yeah. When she goes home and she goes through the newspaper it reminded me of Wedding Crashers where, you know, the, um, John and Jeremy or whatever are, 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 are meeting up in their office and they have newspapers. Vince Vaughn shows up and Owen Wilson shows up. They got a newspaper being like, they announced this wedding while well, we're going to go to that wedding. It makes sense that there's the announcements like that. So I'm watching her go to two weddings in a night. We don't know that she's their friend for real. We just know that she's really good at this. We don't know that she's not just like a professional bridesmaid. We don't know that she has a job as an assistant, but we see her going through newspaper clippings and picking out being like, yes, nice, like announcements of weddings and then clipping them out. And we're supposed to be like, oh, this this is her love for the, the poetry of this man's writing. Not that this is fucking wedding crashes that came out two years ago. Not that 27 dresses is fucking wedding crashers meets how to lose a guy in 10 days and gets none of the charm. Man, I'm heated about this movie. I am so mad about this movie. Kick, shout out to I know you're thinking about texting right now. Shout out, Kicks. Hi, buddy. I miss you too. Happy New Year. I miss you too, Kicks. I hope you're doing well. Uh I like so with this movie, it's Oh, by the way, Kicks, pick a movie. Come back on. Okay, go ahead, Chris. It's it's very much like where, okay, oh okay. So hold on, I have just to shut up. I'm pulling away from the microphone. I want like I want you to know that. So first and foremost, the sister flies back from Europe. Okay, did you expect her to be old? Because I forgot about the flashback being with her younger sister, and I thought that the sister was going to be like a teenager, like a a, a preteen. No, like these to, movies like to, to be do. honest, I yeah, I thought I thought the sister was going to be like college. Oh well, yeah, that's what it felt like. Um, but like the fact that the sister comes home, they go to a bar. She instantly mm-hmm. falls in love with the boss. That mm-hmm. says to me that apparently, at no point of these sisters who. The movie implies they are close. Very close. They talk. And you mean to tell me in all of the conversations they have with each other, Uh, not once has Catherine Heigl mentioned, I want my boss to jump my bones. Not not once. That's the thing is like, I thought they did have a moment because like 
Malin Ackerman looks at the the guy and he goes, she goes, oh my god, who's that? And Catherine High goes like, oh, that's my boss. And then she talks to him. And then after he walks away, Malin Ackerman's like, so who's George? She pointed him out to me, kind of thing. Like she has talked to him about her about it, but then she just starts dating George anyway. It's well, at least the way I took it was that apparently at no point. Yeah, they, I mean that too. That too. Which is also like she, which even if even if hypothetically she did or yes. didn't know, you mean yeah. to tell me that you as a person don't have enough understanding of boundaries mm-hmm. to be like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't fuck my sister's boss. Maybe that's an idea. That's a good idea. Let me just also say I have. So besides the big writing of bro, what's her job? Yo, what the fuck is her job? And Andrina saying something honestly clever soon. I'm going to talk about that in a sec. My girlfriend's very funny. Um, I wrote, did Catherine Heigl quit acting after this? And then in parentheses, I wrote, don't you have to start something to quit something? And then underneath that, I wrote, ooh, bitch. Like I was talking myself. I was going to, as soon as you said, did she quit acting after this? I immediately thought, I think she quit during filming this. Bro, she took, did she take a break? She was on suits for a while. I remember that. Oh, that was... wait, also real quick in my Googling, I realized because I saw this on the poster. How do I see? Okay, hold on a second. You said Googling so funny. In my Googling. <laughs> In my Googling. <laughs> like, you really hit the separate syllables. I was just going to say, because the movie poster said this, and I didn't believe it, and I looked it up, and it's true. The person uh-huh. who wrote this fucking movie? Yeah. Uh, Aline Brosh McKenna. Do you know yeah. what else she wrote? The Devil Wears Shut Prada. Shut the fuck up. She did not. Even, no. even my girlfriend is is flabbergasted. Right Yo. Now. <laughs> Yo. She did I, not. No, I no for dead ass. Shut. The credits include writing the Devil Wears Prada, and then two years later, no, the the film ad- adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The screenplay. Oh, okay. My girlfriend is, makes a good point that it was originally book. a book, so there's some source material. Sure, right. But like, let's not forget, she also wrote. She also wrote Morning co-created- Glory. She co-created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, apparently. Yeah, she which co-created really Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and also We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> which, which honestly, honestly, We Bought a Zoo is better than people think. We Bought a Zoo is pretty great. Like, I don't I don't want any anybody to think, like, get it. You know, We Bought a Zoo is pretty, it's sweet. Um, It's a very silly, okay, anyway. What the fuck? The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, I when I saw that, I was like, I have, I, I no, there's no way she wrote Devil's Wear Prada. But th- and that's the thing, Devil's Wear Prada came first. Devil Wears Prada. It, it came first, so that means yeah. this was her follow up. It wasn't like oh, she had a movie in between. It was literally Devil Wears Prada, and then in 2006, and in 2008, 27 dresses. That's like if Jay Z made the blueprint. And then uh-huh. immediately followed it up with like an album full of vanilla ice covers. Man, I don't know if that analogy works, but you get the point. 
I would give a. I would. I would honestly. I think we could crowdfund this if Jay Z was at all into a good joke, but it would be fun as hell to have Jay Z do Ice Ice Baby. Is that one Just of those things where low? It's a hove. joke, but low key, we would all kind of want to hear that. Yeah, because it's Hove, baby. Like he, <laughs> he sounds good. That's true. Okay. Even Hove's worst albums are still pretty great. So anyway, she is upset. So she picks up her sister. Catherine Heigl picks up her sister at the airport. They get home and she has a framed picture of the newspaper clipping from when her parents got married and they're talking about wedding stuff like it's just common vernacular. My my question was, does everybody know stuff about weddings in this fucking movie? It's like it, it's the mo- like she's talking about like, yeah, well, if they hadn't done this, then this. And you're like, why you guys were you weren't even there. They always take it easy. But then and we get a glimpse into her obsession uh, with the boss. Like we see it with Judy Greer, like and 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 uh, Catherine Heigl earlier. But then the way she's talking to her sister about her boss and like being like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm really into him and like stop. No, nothing. And she's her sister finds all the newspaper clippings about weddings and stuff. Andrina just went at what point in your friend's obsession do you have to intervene and get help? Because she is unwell. And I think that's something that gets glossed over in this movie. And frankly, it's like it feels irresponsible for this to be on Disney Plus. Because yes, it's a rom com and everything, but this is ostensibly on a kid's platform. So first and foremost, she the litter the difference between serial killers and Katherine Heigl's obsession over these wedding articles and her boss is a mm. yarn board. Yeah. 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 Like she has a board. She puts this, she puts them on a board, but she doesn't have the yarn. And I think mm. that's why she hasn't been apprehended by the authorities. Now, also with her friend at no point, her friend was like, Hey, yo, so take it easy. I know you love our boss who Edward Burns, who the, I was like, why does this guy look familiar? And then I instantly Googled him. And I'm like, oh, he's the dude from Saving Private Ryan. Which dude is that? He was the Rybin. He played played Rybin in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Private Ryan. I've never never seen Saving Private Ryan. You've never seen Saving Private Ryan? I don't give a fuck. Look, let me just say this. There's a movie called Saving Private Ryan, but in that same movie, there's a there's a character named Private Ryben. Yeah, bro, bro, what the fuck is the point in names if you're not even gonna like try? Oh, first God, and foremost, that... Saving Private Ryan, amazing movie, Don't truly shit. fantastic. I understand it's a war film, but it's still. It's not a war film that's like, yeah, fucking America. It's like the opposite. No, it's the horrors of uh, war. I get it. But I'm just saying, I think also, Private Ryan and Rybin. Bro, Vin Diesel's in everything, man. Every Vin Diesel, the fucking tree in the goddamn Gardens of the Galaxy. Actually, man. the cast list is insane. Uh, Nathan Fillion. No, I know in who's it. in this. I don't. Hold Brian on. We don't Cranston's need to do this. In it. We Ted don't Danson's even do this. It. Why do we got to do this? Saving Private Ryan was a huge movie back in the day. Who gives a shit? We don't need to be doing this. We're talking about a way worse movie. And George Edward Burns, you said Edward Edmund, Ed 
Edward Eddie Burns. Burns. Edward Burns is the object of her obsession. Here's the thing that Katherine Heigl does throughout this movie. She is acting the way Tom psychos. Yeah. Okay, bro, let me let me. Katherine <laughs> Heigl. Jane is acting the way psychos act in criminal minds before they snap and start killing people like she is stumbling over her words and twitching and is just like that's the way that, like these bit players act in their one episode of criminal minds thinking oh i know how psychos act i've seen it on tv and they do the exact same shit Catherine heigl is doing that kind of shit that level of stupid garbage acting but and like and it's supposed to be endearing what is she giving off that's at all something to root for in this character it's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Before I even forget, I know we're all over the place, but the part where Kevin and Jane they are doing they're doing that Aaron, and then they get in the argument, uh, because Jane is like, I'm losing an argument, so mm. what's the rational way to respond to lash out argument? I am going to drive as recklessly as possible and cause the car to what's the term oh we're much later hydroplane we're much later in the movie than that that okay good okay because oh. uh, there was some shit here. that i wanted to talk about before oh, then we get here there bring either. that up because that that's the next crazy thing that i wanted to talk okay about. well okay there's a bunch of other crazy shit so she's talking about her boss to her sister and her sister can't even pick up on the fact that her sister's in love like Catherine Heigl's in love with her boss and she's telling him all this stuff, uh, telling her all this stuff, like he's vegetarian, all this stuff. And then they go to a food truck and, at something and, and Catherine Heigl's like, I'm gonna have a chili dog. Do you want one too? And her sister's like, no, I'm vegetarian. And then they have this whole conversation and moment standing in line in this food truck and talking the whole time. They're not placing an order anymore. They just stop placing an order they stopped doing anything. Pay attention to that scene again. It's fucking bananas. It goes, hey, yeah, man, I'm going to get one of those things. And uh, what do you want? Chili dog? Do you want one, too? No, no, no. I don't have any chili dogs because I'm vegetarian. Oh, you're vegetarian? Yeah, I saw this, this, and this, and we had this. And, of course, it means so much to me that I'm vegetarian. It's like, yeah, I went vegetarian. And then they're just chatting away, and Catherine Heigl's rolling her eyes. And it's this long, drawn-out conversation they haven't paid for anything. They haven't finished their order. Nobody's telling them to get the fuck out of line. I thought that was crazy. And the whole time is like, Catherine Heigl is unwell. Now, here's the fucking thing I want to talk about next, because I don't understand how the fuck this happened. Catherine Heigl is in a wedding where everybody's like gothed out. They got like neck collars with, with spikes on them. She looks so out of place. But she's in the bridal party, so you know the bride is her friend. She's close enough to these people to know that this is what's happening. But also, who's in the who's in the who's at the wedding just watching people get married? Her boss, her sister, and her friend Casey. They all happen to be at this goth wedding where nobody knows anybody. And just so we could get a moment of Catherine Heigl witnessing her sister and her boss saying I love you to each other for the first time at the goth wedding, maybe two weeks into being there. I'm the the timeline of this movie and the relationships 
of this movie. I understand that romantic comedies, they don't beg you as much as they demand you, you suspend your disbelief. But there's only so much I can fucking take. Give me something to ground myself with. Give me something I can sink my teeth into that isn't just they are human beings. What a fucking nightmare this movie was. I forgot the way they fall in love with each other. The sister and the boss is so like. Like even for a movie, this seems fake. Bro, I straight up wrote, okay, so is this Wedding Crashers again? Because I don't believe that she's friends with these people. And then the scene after this is the boss renting out an entire restaurant. Catherine Heigl goes over because he forgot his wallet. And they start playing music, and, and there's a banner that drops, and it says, will you marry me? And he goes, no, 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 she's not the one. She's not the one. And she's all heard about that. And then his sister, her sister shows up and Catherine Heigl just has to stand there watching him propose to her and tries to get out of the way and keeps bumping into this fat guitarist. Meanwhile, this guy's like, yeah, let me my the ring. Oh, I brought my dog here. Let me uh, let me get the ring off my dog's collar. Hey, newsflash, jackass. If your dog is part of your proposal, you've made a mistake. If your dog is like a moving piece of this puzzle, like your dog can be there. But if your dog is like bringing you the ring that I don't know, I just feel like that's a wrong turn. I'm sorry if you have great memories out there of like beautiful proposals involving dogs. I just don't buy it. Wrong turn. No, thank you. Oh, boy. Anyway, now. okay, go ahead. No, no, no. You go. Then she goes over to vent to. To James Marsden, which, by the way, after this scene, I wrote down uh, George sounds like he's from Boston. Her dad sounds Southern. All of them are living in New York City. Accents don't matter here. And then, um, you know, she vents to James Marsden and he's like, you never say no, you know, and they have that scene, which this is the scene I thought was actually kind of cute where he's like, let's practice you saying no. And he's like, give me $50. She's like, no, give me $50. No. He's like, okay, good. You're pretty getting pretty good at that. Can I have your drink? She's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, ah, 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 you suck at saying no. Bop, bop, bop. Uh, I got your ass. And it's like, oh, okay, cute little scene. That's what we need in this. And James Marsden is just so charming. But uh, we find I mean, out that, that whole... he. Okay, oh, go, no, go what? ahead. Well, we find out that he's then writing a piece about her for the newspaper he writes for. Because Jan from the office is like, well, you want to get out of this? You better have something related and something good for the front page of this section. And so he is chasing her sister around at appointments because he knows that Jane's going to be there so he can profile her for the newspaper to have a story come out. So it is how to lose a guy in 10 days and wedding crashes somehow. I, I just don't understand, man. I don't understand how anybody thought this this movie was um was worth watching it so like that so what i was going to after the whole because them having the say no part that was after they crashed right no i think that no no that was before they crash um after way later well it's it's still it's so like you can tell that she 
is building chemistry with James Marsden and like likes him, but mm -hmm. like because of his views for weddings on weddings, she's like, no, no. not at all, not gonna let it happen. And then no they get in that argument. She skirts off the road because they hydroplane, and mm. then. They have to go to a bar, a local bar, like a dive bar. Bro, I can't they, wait to talk about this bar. I can't wait to talk. Drunkenly sing incorrectly. Benny, Benny and, the Jets, and the Jets, which is supposed to be charming. We're getting the words wrong and still powering through to sing along. That can be fun. That can be fun. It goes on for so fucking long. And then what happens, Chris? Tell me what happens. Well, so in this first and fucking foremost, scene. they're singing it and people in the bar are looking at them. And my first thought is they're going to be like, Hey, get, get the, shut fuck, the out. fuck up. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like, what? yeah, there's other people at this bar. You're not the only two people in this bar. Is that what these people do? No, they look at these people smiling and then uh -huh. it cuts to them standing on the bar, singing the song as the entire bar joins in on singing Benny, Benny and the Jet. To which then to cut a little forward the next day they go to get breakfast at somewhere nearby and one someone at the restaurant was like yo yo we're the Benny people singing the Benny Jets. and Jets I fucking love that song are up what like, kind of world are you living in writer of this goddamn movie every new scene of this movie proposes something to us that is even more preposterous than the thing before it and at no point of this movie was anyone ever like, hey, maybe this doesn't make sense, right? Like, maybe this is not a real, like, they thought that was going to be a charming moment. Oh, and then also, I forgot to mention as well, um, they fucked in the car, which was like. Yeah, yeah. They make out at the bar and fuck in a car. Which, which was just like, you're stranded and you're going to, like, fuck in the car. That is where y'all sleep. Yeah, no. Like, I'm sorry, but like Catherine Heigl's character does not scream voyeurist to me. Like, she doesn't scream like someone who would want to fuck in public like that. No, she does not. There you go. She's not somebody who's out there fucking in cars. No. Um. Then again, she's also not someone who'd be getting drunk regularly like that. Like, it's not like that's her thing. Now, here's the thing. We're so that's so much later in the movie. Like, there's some other shit we got to talk about. Which is, by the way, she doesn't realize who James Marsden is until like a week of him harassing her to go out with him. He steals her planner, like doesn't give it back, steals a week out of her planner, like, hey, go out on a date with me. She's like, nah. And then and then he's writing about the he, he decides he's going to cover her and go on the wedding circuit and turns out her sister sets it up to be like, you're going to meet the guy that you're obsessing over. And she tells him and he's like, yeah, my name's Kevin, but I use a different name. Because Kevin doesn't quite say, you know, writing about love or whatever. And she's like, oh, God, how you're supposed to be. So the guy that writes such beautiful things is the guy who has so much cynicism in his heart and whatever. And like they end up going back to her place to see and they find all the dresses in her closet. And she does a little fashion show with him taking pictures. He He's just taking pictures. Which this part was like, it felt like you thought about this scene first and then you wrote around it. Yeah. Like yeah, it felt man. very much like, like they thought this scene would be good in a movie. Oh, wait, we have to come up with an entire movie. Well, what if we just figure like, let's just write around a scene where a woman puts on a fuck ton of different bridesmaid dresses. Right. 
And it's like they're talking about her not looking good, like in the dresses that she comes out. She looks fine in so many of them. Like, yeah, I don't. Anyway, look, that was that was kind of like supposed to be this like huge moment. Um, like, anyway, there's a moment where like they're registering stuff for her sister's wedding. Her sister, who by the way, we don't get a glimpse of this until like the at the point where she's like telling george that she's a vegetarian or whatever but like her sister's like oh yeah i'm gonna wear mom's wedding dress because dad gave it to me and i'm also gonna take the venue that i know you've had your eye on since you were a kid and you know we're gonna get married in three weeks but we know you're good enough to get this done for me you're the perfect maid of honor now chop chop get this shit done and it's like oh my god the sister is out of her mind they start registering stuff and then they there's there's this heavy-handed moment of Catherine Heigl being like, "So what, Mister Cynic? You're like she's she gets read to filth by James Marsden, who's like, you don't want a marriage, you want a wedding. You want to be the center of attention for once because you spend so much time letting other people be that, and you let them shine, and you're hoping that people will do that for you, but you're not sure that that's gonna happen on your day or whatever. And then she goes, "Yeah, well, what's what's it to you, Mister Cynical? Like, do you guess?" hate weddings because you had a beautiful big party and then it didn't work out and he's like yeah and she's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's like nah dude fucking yeah you got him now what this you were you meant to hurt his feelings you got what you wanted like i don't know it just that also felt so lazy i was expecting him to be like ah, i was lying i just i got you like i didn't yeah. it just felt too low-hanging fruit at this moment, Andrina, my girlfriend said, this would be an excellent horror movie. This would be such a good horror movie because she's like the sad woman. We're told that you become without love. Like you're like as a little girl, you're forced into believing that if you're going to get older, you're going to be so sad if you don't find somebody and be exactly who this person is. But then you become this person if you're too focused on it. And it's like it's a horror movie. It's not a rom-com. And I'm like, damn fucking yeah and then she said they're always just talking about weddings they're always that's all they talk about is they talk about weddings all the fucking time and Catherine heigl earlier on is like i like the part where you know everybody watches the bride coming down the aisle but i like to watch the groom because when that, that's happening you see just how happy and full of love he is for his bride it's like the best part of a wedding and then later on she's talking to james marsden and she's like there must be one thing you like about weddings and he's like yeah well i like the part where i look over at the poor sap because in in his world for a moment everything is perfect he, she's coming down and he's in love and they're like oh it's the same part we like the same part and you're like oh great we have something in common <laughs> You guys have so much in common. You talk about weddings nonstop, you fucking freaks. They, I, yeah, they, it's, I think, yeah, like, they even point that out, too, of, like, how much they haven't, it's, it's just so annoying where it's, like, usually, like, I understand that's the formula of a rom-com where it's, like, these two characters are clearly, they're perfect for each other, but they can't stand each other. But it's, like, this is one where I'm, like, the reason they can't stand each other is unbelievable like mm. it's it like at least other ones are like a wedding hater yeah like at least in other movies it's like they can't stand each other because they just <laughs> annoy each other or it's yeah. like 
one person's like a villain to the other person but it's like the fact where it's like literally just like the only complaint she has about this man is that he's not he weddings. head over heels about the i about the wedding industry and he, yeah. and once again it's not even that he's Valid. being like i would never want to get wet married or like yeah. getting ma- like he's not like doing like hacky male like oh ball and chain shit like it's just no, not even. like i don't like the wedding industry yeah and she's just and, she's and i work act- in the wedding industry like you have a reason not to like it and she's acting like oh he like he he basically cussed out my family basically yeah she's it's- out of her mind bro she's fucking not well like here let me i'm gonna go through the rest of the summary of the movie and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about roses and thorns because mm-hmm. i i've been mad at this the whole time <clears throat> so at the bar they do the whole Benny and the Jets thing. The next day, the preacher from Ozark, that guy, is like, hey, here it's Benny and the Jets. Hey. And then the waitress is like, hey, you're the girl from that news story. And turns out, even though James Marsden asked uh, Jan from the office not to run the news story that he wrote about her, she ran it anyway on the front page. And now, oh, Catherine Heigl's mad. And she slaps him, and the sl- the slap sounds so fake. But I have a question: like, is that legal? Can you like do a profile on somebody without them knowing like this? Like, what? Like, can she sue? I'm you pretty. Know? Sh- I'm pretty sure. Like, technically, you could sue for like defamation or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think you have to have permission to write about people, but mm. I think. I think there's probably some sort of in the journalism world, they're like, if we're going to write about someone, this, you know, opens up a large amount of liability. Right. And why would they risk that on somebody so small fry like this? Why is this Which story? I guess so technically, technically, they did give permission because they it was under the guise of like, yeah, the sister's talk about the, the sister. But then at the same time. Nah, it's a different mode. Uh, I don't know. Either way, I called it from that moment that like, okay, she's finally going to say no to her sister that she won't be the maid of honor because the sister's going to like alter the mother's dress, which by the way, one of the things I fucking hated the most is this obsession with their mom's dress. I'm sorry. Look, tradition can be such a beautiful thing, but my God, some of these traditions are just wasting time. Wedding dresses are expensive and that's great. Like, I understand if you want to use your mother's dress, you alter it, you tailor it to your body. That's great. You're like, that's the intention, right? But like times change or whatever. But this idea that they are like, it's to, it's not like they're hurting for money. They're living in New York city. They got, and she got money. She's got money. All right. No people in this movie have money. All right. So this idea of like wearing the mother's dress is like, either deeply symbolic and like how much you loved your mom or something, or it's to save money back. The tradition stemmed from saving money. Like that's what that was. She works as an assistant and she has a giant one bedroom apartment in New York city. Oh, that's not just one bed. We only see one of the bedrooms. There's a lot more going on in that apartment. Her sister stays over and we don't see any pillows on the couch. Like she knocks on the door. She waits for her to come home because uh, she knows that she's going to have to like intercept her like yeah no she's making money she like they can afford another plus her her fiance could get her a brand new dress cuz Mr. Moneybags over there 
Yeah. Either way, this whole obsession with the mom's dress, and I remember thinking this is how she's going to snap, and she did. She goes to tr- the dress try-on, and Taz, her sister's trying on the dress, and she's like, that's mom's dress? It's like, yeah, of course it is. I like, had to alter it and like take some pieces and stuff, but like whatever salvageable is yours, like you can wear it too. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do anything else for you. Fuck you. No, no, no. Oh, how dare you desecrate our mom's dress from when she was a fucking bride back like 40 years ago. Oh, my God. I don't understand it. She then calls Tess selfish despite feeding on obsession the entire time she's on screen. Catherine Heigl is obsessed to the point of selfishness the entire way. And she has the gall to call her sister selfish for doing something which in this case honestly makes sense. And then what? She snaps at the engagement party. She has a slideshow where she includes things like how bad she is to animals and how she ate ribs. But she was like, yeah, this was before we were dating George. And George is like, then how come your engagement ring was on in that picture? And it's like, oh, fuck, you know, like Catherine Heigl really went for the jugular on trying to get him to, like, break up with her. I respect the move because, you know me, I'm a bitch who loves mess. So the great to create a PowerPoint presentation that goes line by line at the engagement party at the engagement party is like that's some like. This is a Shakespearean play level. I would love it if I gave a fuck. Okay, if I gave a solitary fuck or or if the M.O. of the rest of the movie was mess. Okay, if we hadn't just watched Catherine Heigl like vibrating with like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody energy the entire time. If this was like a real housewives moment, I would be gagged. All right, but I'm not gagging, not on this fucking thing. This is garbage, bro. This whole fucking sequence was so stupid, so bad. She could have just done this to him and it would have served the same purpose. Instead, she's blowing up her career, blowing up her friends and family, all this kind of stuff just for this. Just to have a moment of like 20 years of repressed anger to her sister, like her her friend says, you know, so she does it very publicly and you know ah god oh my god the the other thing is it took me until this point of the movie to Mm. realize pedro was not actually george's brother no the big brother little brother it's the program chris oh god man i was high okay i was yeah i know me too but he's he clarifies it man Okay, so Pedro's not... Oh, Chris, man, come on. The moment where he's like, okay, in that engagement party, Pedro said, she's actually helping me start my own cleaning business, and everybody at the party gasps. Like, that's the part of the revelation that's not good. Hey, this lady's helping me start a business. And everybody's like, no. And then he's like, well, I'm, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody, actually, because I've only been doing their apartment. That's the gasp. The gasp is that he's been cleaning their apartment for free or like cleaning their apartment for money that, you know, being employed or whatever. Like not not that you're supporting a kid and starting something like right. that's fucking crazy. That's not the gasp. This movie's all over its own ass. It makes no fucking sense. You got like 
Oh man! After she does that engagement party slideshow, she like Casey, Judy Greer is like, yeah, you you fucked up. Maybe you need to take a walk or something. And as Catherine Heigl leaves, they cut to Judy Greer like wincing for a solid three seconds, a close up on her face, just like, my God, what this this movie was bad. This movie was so bad. Guess who's there? Fucking James Marsden. He gets her a Blackberry ass Palm Pilot fucking thing. And Andrina's like, is anything she's doing charming? I'm like, no. And Andrina's like, then why is he so fucking into her? Like, bro, she's nuts. Meet someone new. She's fucking nuts. Why are you into this? He has like love at first sight obsession. Which is like oh. not most of your interactions with each other have been less than ideal. Why are you so obsessed with this person? Especially one who is so radically different on the idea of the wedding industry. I've got one more one more page of mostly large writing to get through. They go into some fucking like so. Jane and Tess, Catherine Heigl and Malin Ackerman are talking about being sisters and being like, yeah, well, you were always jealous of me. Uh, jealous of you. No, I was never jealous of you. Why would I be jealous of you? I was never that way. And it's like, well, because this, this and this. And I was jealous of you because of this, this and this. And then they both kind of realize like, oh, my God, people have unique experiences in their lives and everybody's life is different. And I've made a lot of assumptions even about my own sister. What a moment of growth for us. Wow. You know what? I feel like we can fix this. And then she goes over to her boss at the office and he's like, just so we're cool. We're cool. Right? Uh, yeah, we're cool. I, um, so, yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a little upset about this whole thing. And then you know, what I love about you as my assistant is that you never say no. And she's like, what'd you say? And he's like, well, you never say no. That's what I love about you as my assistant. She's like, I fucking quit, dude. And it's like, he doesn't know what kind of journey you've just been on and that he hit like some sort of like trigger. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, dude. Like, honestly, I've done everything for you. And I think it's time for me to move on, especially because I was like in love with you and you just like dated my sister and like we're engaged to her, even though she was lying to you and everything. And he's like, wait, let's back up. You were in love with me. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when he kisses her. Like, bro, what is happening? Why is that your move? She yeah. just quit. She just quit her job working for you for all this time. Said that she was in love with you, but you were engaged to her sister. Not just like 20 minutes ago. That's when you're like, it's time to go for it. They kiss. They realize they have zero chemistry. And I wrote, bro, why is this movie what it is? And then I wrote, does she still quit? And then also, hey, Jack Donaghy is assistant, you know, in 30 Rock, Jonathan. Jack Donaghy's assistant is like the gayest straight guy ever cast in a movie. Uh, That's worth watching. That's one of my roses, too. And then she gets out. She calls a cab. Oh, it's the pervy cabbie. She finds out where James Marsden's going to be covering another wedding and it's on a boat and the boat's taking off and she decides i'm gonna jump for it so she runs and she jumps and she makes the jump onto the boat and people are like oh are you okay if this were a better movie she'd have missed the boat 
and falling in and giving us the one laugh that we all deserve. And all allowing James Martin to be like, I'm going to save this girl. And while saving her, they connect, they fall in love. She falls into the water. Some rescue crew has to get involved. She has to make an impassioned plea while shivering and being like, you wanted to see me like not in control and like doing something for other people. I'm being selfish now. It's my time. I like you, James Marsden's character. And like, that's not what we get. Instead, we get her like jumping, getting on the boat, stumbling a little. And someone's like, are you okay?" And then he's like, Jane, what are you doing here? And that's when I wrote, yo, what's his job again? Like he, anyway, I don't know, man. This movie gargles dog balls. Um, the ending is James Marsden and uh and Catherine Heigl are getting married, and George is invited to the wedding and shows up while Malin Ackerman Tess uh is uh working the working the wedding as like you know a bridesmaid trying to get everybody their seating arrangements and whatever, and they're hitting it off again, and they seem to be like, oh, will they get back together? Probably. And then we cut to fucking the wedding itself and Catherine Heigl and James Marsden are at the altar. And she's like, that day I wore my 28th dress, my last dress. And I knew those dresses would all come in handy. And then we, we cut all the way down the bridal party and all 27 dresses are represented. So they're all there. I want to mention there's a part where she's getting ready to go for the wedding. Oh, and she tears uh, out all the dresses. And she, I forget who she was in the room. Who was she in the room with? One. It was like as she was prepping before walking down the aisle. God, I don't, I don't know. Well, whatever character she was with, I'll never forget because she was looking at the character and the character was like, what's the word? And she was like, what did you say? And then the character like cleared her throat and went, What's the word? What's the school? Now it's time for Bachelor News. (laughs) That's right. Welcome to Bachelor News, a segment that I do every episode to piss the fuck off out of Mike. I wish all of you could see. I'm not talking. You wanted this so bad, you take the reins, buddy. That's right, a lot of Bachelor news. First and foremost, the first Golden Bachelor, Jerry, uh, and I already forgot the woman's name. They just got married. Isn't it Gary? It was Gary. It was Gary. Uh, Gary, not Jerry. You're the one that watched the season. You called him Jerry. You sloppy bitch. You fucking pulled this shit. You want to be Mr. Bachelor News. You don't even know the guy's name is Gary, spelled like Jerry with a G. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I'm a true journalist. Can you please respect my segment, please? Thank you. Uh, you suck so, my dick from the back to borrow They had their wedding and aired it on television because why not? Uh, while at the wedding, Brayden proposed to his girlfriend. Christina uh, Mandrell. Is, wait, is that really? Is that really who he's dating? Yeah, dog. Oh yeah, he proposed. Yeah, he proposed to Christina Mandrell. Uh, and I want to also- do Bachelor news every episode, and I don't fucking know the Bachelor news at all. La di da di. And then another news: uh, Rachel Lindsay and her husband have filed for divorce. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, so shout out to relationships lasting a long time. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, that's it for Bachelor News. Thank you very much. Back to you, Mike. So we're at Jane and James Marsden's wedding. And the wedding party is made up of all these women in their bridal dresses that were from all the time that <laughs> Catherine Heigl was a bridesmaid. And that's the end of the movie. I fucking hated this movie. I fuck Andrina's laughing at me right now. I can hear it through my headphones. I just said I fucking hated this movie and Andrina's laughing at me hard. Hey, you still laughing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's funny. It was so bad. Yeah, you're right. It fucking sucked. Chris, how dare you? I've been waiting all goddamn episodes to do that to you. You know what, man? I get it. I'm just mad at you. Oh, my God. Oh, my cheeks hurt from smiling so hard. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay, you're good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm All good. right. Okay. Shall we go to Roses and Thorns? Bro, we better go to Roses and Thorns. Uh, My one rose to this entire movie is at the very end when the camera pans out and it shows that all 27 dresses that she was a bridesmaid for showed up to be bridesmaids to her wedding. I thought that was cute. Um, I thought that was sweet. And that was the only enjoyable movie, movie a moment in this entire movie. Thorns, I don't know. We did talk about the moment where they, the no conversation. You never say no. Oh, yeah. Okay. The other cute moment was the you never say no conversation. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, fuck the rest of this movie. Thorns yeah. goes to literally all 111 minutes of this movie, which include the credits. Even the credits, terrible, hated it. I, I, I wish no, I think everyone who was involved in this movie should not be wanting to have credit for it. Um, another thorn goes to the realization that the writer of this movie also wrote The Devil Wears Prada. That's I don't understand. Up. I don't know why how you, would you tell go me that. from making filet mignon to a McDonald's hamburger. I do not. Yo, you understand. know what? I wouldn't even I would not even I wouldn't shade McDonald's hamburgers like that. I would not. I would I would say you know, that's true, because I enjoy a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. In the right circumstances, she went from filet mignon to fucking you know what? Even hamburger helper has its opportunities to shine. You know, um, she went from being able to cook a solid steak to just uh, uh, killing a cow wrong and dying from the shit that uh, poured all over it. That's that's how this movie fucking sucked. I can't even come up with an apt and out. I can't. I can't fucking care, man. This episode sucks. Not this episode, but this movie sucks. And also, another thorn goes to the fact that Captain Heiko and James Martin, zero chemistry whatsoever. Like, honestly, by the end of the movie, I forgot that they're supposed to be falling in love. Yo, uh, and get this, fucking James Marsden is so charming all the time. And yet there's no chemistry. James Marsden, the same guy from Jury Duty. None which is whatsoever. Ah. Uh, also, another thorn goes to the fact that this movie impressed critics enough that it got a forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
That's not that good. Which I'm gonna is, do my roses and thorns. That's too, not bro. good, but it's but that's too that's too high. Yeah, way too high. I'm gonna give a thorn. Uh, look, rose for the ending with all the dresses. Rose for the moment where it's the no thing. I thought that was fun. Rose to the fact that Judy Greer was on my screen and she's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see her enough anymore, and I think she's so funny. Uh, oh, you know no what Rose how goes to part. when they were in the yoga class together and she kept getting shushed while she was trying to spill tea. That was not yeah, great, okay. but it was like better. It was good because the rest of the movie was shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Rose goes to Andrina being like, this would make a great horror movie. I think she nailed it. Like that's that's a like through the lens of a horror movie. This movie works way better. Um. Just like a thorn for every everything, every a thorn for this movie, but a bigger thorn to anybody who suggested this movie, a thorn to anybody who even in their little bit of like even as a like a little joke or something was like, you guys should do 27 dresses. And I not knowing anybody was like, sure, we're going to do 27 dresses. And instead, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. When I asked homies, like, what rom-com I should do next when I was doing my rom-com journey, they told me 27 Dresses. It was part of the movies. I was like, so, because we went to go hang out, and I was like, so great seeing everyone. Give me a rom-com wreck. And they instantly, within two minutes, texted 27 Dresses. And Fuck to your that homies, friend, bro. I'm not Fuck gonna them. name drop you. I don't. I'm not no, gonna drop name them. drop you. Drop them now. We're you gonna say what? shout Wyatt, out. Shout out to go our fuck friend. Yourself, Wyatt. Yo, I, hey Wyatt. Do I know Wyatt? No. All right. Fuck you, Wyatt. Why? I fuck used to you. think you were a good person, and we're now starting I negative you've, points. Me and Wyatt. You've never. You've never had my. You've never had my mental health and emotional health in uh in mind. Uh, because that 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 is proof. The fact that you would, out of all rom-coms, suggest to me 27 fucking dresses. Fuck this movie. Fuck everyone involved with this movie. If you love this movie, if you tell me you love this movie, I would not listen to anything you tell me from that moment on. Yeah, the bar is no longer... Your recommendations mean shit. My assumption is that if you love this movie, your personality is equivalent to the wall art that's sold at Home Goods, Like the wall art that it's like the whole theme of the art is based off of liking wine like i'm Mm. assuming that is your personality man imdb isn't any nicer to this by the way the reviews are just like twos and ones and then the trivia like i said is like debut performance of this person who you'll never hear of again child actors that whose parents are overzealous about shit like i fucking hated this movie don't watch this movie come watch us instead Chris, do you got plugs? You got dates coming up that you want to share? Um, that was seamless. Actually, this is actually a really light month for me. So, oh, actually, uh, I'm hosting for the homie uh, Alyssa Yellman is headlining the Hereafter January 25th. Nice. Uh, I'll be hosting for that. It's going to be a good time. Come through. And um, outside of that, good comedy this month. We're taking a break. So we'll be back next month. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, but and then outside of that, follow me at Chris Mejia Comedy on Instagram and TikTok at Topher Mejia on Twitter and Twitch. Um, 
I've got and... your link tree in the in the description of the episode. So if you're on Perfect. your podcast app, you can click on either of our link trees for all that information too. Yeah, check it out. Give me a follow. Uh, but Mikey, sweetie, baby, honey, my lover, there where can go. people find you? Uh, well, you can find me at my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Mike Carrozza. That's M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. I've got dates and deets for a bunch of stuff, namely uh, stand-up dates and uh, my Instagram, my Twitter page. That's all stuff that you should be checking out instead. Uh, so my Instagram and Twitter is probably where I'll announce more stuff. But this month, I'm driving down to Rochester, New York, January 20th to 27th, featuring for the boy Kyle Kinane at the Carlson in <laughs> Rochester. <laughs> yeah, very happy. Kinane's long been my favorite comedian, and I get the feature for him again. Last time we worked together was, what was that? March 2020, the weekend COVID got upgraded to a pandemic. Uh, we had sold out shows, didn't really know what was happening. And then the, the Sunday that he was supposed to leave, the airport was like, do we not let people go? Do we make sure people stay? And we were worried he might have to crash on my couch for a while. So um, COVID hit and I and you know I, I didn't see him until this summer where he came to Just for Laughs. And then now I'm driving down to uh, Rochester for those shows, 25th to 27th. I'm also going to be at the Comedy Nest on January 19th. Uh, with uh, I believe Ryan Connor is back headlining, so Ryan's great. Got Ryan Connor, Lisa Chanu, and Scott Lurz are also in town from LA, so they're also on those shows. So we're gonna have a fun time. Um, in February, I'm gonna be in Chicago doing spots. Uh, I've got some spots at the Lincoln Lodge. You can hear about that more uh, closer to the date. But I also want to plug my Magic the Gathering podcast. Check it out. Am I the Bullcast? B O L C A S T. Uh, it's a podcast version of my article series. And when this comes out next week, uh, you're going to be able to hear an episode with Jimmy Wong, who is uh, one of the most famous people in magic, uh, at least in commander and in the format I play. So we had him on and it was great. So check that out. Oh man. I love you so much. I came too heated at this cause I, I'm so mad. And now we got to go. We got to go. You got a spot. I love you very much. I'll talk to you soon. I love soon. you too, Mikey. I love Thank you. Whenever there's sometimes movies where we're like, oh, this movie's bad and we're angry at it, but we're going to have a good time. This was one of those ones where we're like, I'm angry at this movie and I just, I we're not going to have. This movie <laughs> might as well have been Peter from Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. That's how much I was so mad at it. I hated this movie. I'm you guys so should sorry not watch I suggested it. it. I'm so sorry. That wasn't your suggestion. That was fucking Wyatt's suggestion. Yeah, that's why. Fuck you, Wyatt. <laughs> Eat bag, bro. Bye bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye.